Hi, my name is Steve Warren, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. I'm believing today you'll be filled with faith, you'll be energized by hope, and you'll feel loved as this message seeks to transform and empower your life. God bless you as you listen to this. Okay, let's have a look together. Well, church, what a joy to be with you today. We're talking about the character of Daniel. I am loving this Unsung Heroes series. It's so good, isn't it, to be able to deep dive into these characters in the Bible and then draw out of them things that we can learn for our own lives. And Daniel specifically, I love this. I've called this message, What is the Deal with Devoted Daniel? If you know anything about Daniel, you'll know that he was devoted to God before all else and above all else. Discipleship is one of our core values in C3 Imagine. It's the call of Jesus to every one of us. Go and make disciples. You see, disciples are not born, they're made. It comes from the shaping of our character. It comes from a decision to put Jesus first every day of our lives, to be devoted. It comes from digging deep in his word, so many things. And we're going to learn the secret source of how Daniel was a great disciple of God himself. You ready for this? So turn with me to Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. We're going to read this verse. I'm going to tell you what that secret source was. And then we're going to unpack the story to learn what was behind that so we can adopt it too. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual. Everyone say, as usual. In his upstairs room, with its windows open toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day. Everyone say three times. Just as he always had done, giving thanks to his God. Daniel, it says here, he did it as usual, three times a day, just as he always had done. In Luke's gospel, we read of Jesus. It says he went as usual to the synagogue. In fact, in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says he prayed three times. And on the third time, he went back to pray the same prayer again. There's something about the routine here in Jesus' life and in Daniel's life. The secret source is consistency. I want you to say consistency. Consistency is a quality that enables you to amplify and draw out all other values and qualities that are going to build your life. Consistency will bless your marriage. It will bless your relationships generally. Consistency will enhance your spiritual life and grow your spiritual life. It will open up financial prospects and opportunities of the future. Consistency will bless your life. So to understand this secret source and to dive into it deeper, let's get into the story. To do that, we've got to go 600 years B.C., that's before Christ, not before COVID. 600 years. To King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire. King Nebuchadnezzar, he destroyed Jerusalem. And out of Jerusalem, he took boys who were in their teenage years back to the city, Susa, and to his palace and to train them in his ways in the culture of Babylon and educate them and to serve in the palace and Amongst them were Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know those guys who were thrown into the fire and survived the fire and came out without even smelling of smoke. God did something extraordinary. 
through their lives because of their devotion. And then wrapping up a bit further down the track, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar dies and a new king appears later on called Darius or Darius. And Darius also had great consideration for Daniel, respected him hugely, and so promoted him. It says this in verse 3 in chapter 6. It says, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Oh my gosh, Daniel was proving himself through his consistent integrity, the consistency of his character, consistency of his routines. Darius was going to promote him. Everybody else was jealous of him because he was doing so well. And so they set a trap, the only trap they knew because they couldn't find any other trap in terms of his character. And so they decided to focus in on this routine of his, his prayer routine. So they go to King Darius. They begin to flatter him. King, oh king, you are so wise. Everybody loves you. The way you dress, so snappy. Look at those Italian shoes. And you're, you're, the way you, you, you carry yourself is so presidential. King Darius, you are the man. Darius started to swallow this flattery. And he became so puffed up by what they were saying. And they said, Oh, I, I think for the next 30 days, King Darius, no one should pray to anybody except you. Darius goes, Woo! What a great idea, boys. Write it down in the law. So it became law. And it says right there, that verse we read at the start, it was at that moment we read the fact that Daniel, on hearing the law, goes back to his room as usual, prays three times a day as he always had done. He turned to consistency at that moment. King Darius was made aware that this boy had not prayed to him, but prayed to God. And the king was torn because he liked Daniel. He needed Daniel. Daniel was wise. He was smart. He needed him as part of his team, but he was bound by the law to throw him into the lion's den. Uh, uh, uh. And so there he goes. Now, we need to note something about lions. They are generally social animals in packs. They are, uh, that's the way they move. And they, until they're hungry and until there is food around. And then lions are not at all social. They are completely selfish. They will go for that food against all odds. These lions were hungry lions waiting for a meal. And Daniel was the food. In fact, the only way to escape would be to climb a tree. Lions are not good at climbing apparently but Daniel didn't have that option no trees in a lion's den the other thing that works sometimes with lions although I'm not so sure with hungry lions is it says show who the alpha male is you show no fear you stand your ground maybe that was the option Daniel took he just had this sense of trust in God this peace of heart and this steadfastness of how he postured himself but most of all what we do know is God sent an angel into that lion's den and shut the mouths of the lions. And Daniel was rescued that day, much to the joy of King Darius, because he liked Daniel. And so King Darius 
on that day, he announced that God, the God Almighty, he is the one we should pray to. He is the one we should worship. And there was a move of God throughout the land as people turned to Daniel's God. What an incredible story. Not unlike what we're dreaming of today. Not unlike what we're believing for today. I'm believing this year we're going to see a move of God. I'm believing we're going to see a harvest in a way we have not seen before. We're going to see a stir inside of you and I toward a devotion to God that is at a higher level than we've been to before. We're going to see a move in our personal lives, in our services, in our groups, in our city, in our neighborhoods, hope on the streets around the place. We're going to have groups in every neighborhood. We're going to see a move of God. But we've got to ask ourselves, did the move of God happen at that moment in the lion's den or had something happened before? Did Daniel overcome those lions just in the moment or was there something before? And of course, even as I'm talking, I'm giving the whole game away. It was the fact that he was consistent in certain things that had led to the point where a move of God could happen. This is what Craig Grishel, a pastor of Life Church, says. He says, successful people do consistently what normal people do occasionally. Most people pray occasionally. Daniel, Daniel prayed consistently. If you want to be that person that bears extraordinary fruit, we need to be people that are consistent to things that really matter in our lives. If we want to bring a sense of something extraordinary in our life and through our lives, it's consistency that builds the character and that builds the trust that enables God to do something and move. And so consistency is that thing that undergirds everything else. But how hard is it? How many of you have ever tried putting together a workout plan and failed the fulfillment of it or an eating habit or a new prayer routine or reading through the Bible or just simply wanting to turn up on time or the only thing some people are good at being consistent at is inconsistency. Now, the Apostle Paul himself knew a little bit about that. We read about it in Romans 7 where it says Paul struggled. He, he says, there, there are things I want to do, but I, I, I don't always do them. And, and then there are things I don't want to do, but I find myself doing them. Anybody out there ever found yourself feeling like, Paul, I know, it's a struggle at times. And what do we do? We set New Year's resolutions. Oh, on the 1st of January, I'll start that thing. The doctor tells you back in October that you need to quit smoking. It's not good for your health. And, and you go, okay, yeah, on the January the 1st, as if it's a magic milestone or something that's going to change everything. But you know, if we can gather consistency, if we can get ourselves in that routine, it will actually make a difference. So I want to unpack a few thoughts here as to how Daniel approached a consistent life. The first of these is this. It starts with why. Daniel didn't pray for show. He knew it wasn't appearance or education or background that made the difference, but consistency that made the difference. But he didn't do it for consistency's sake. Try saying that word with all those S's, consistency's sake. He, he did it out of a pure love and devotion for God. It wasn't for show. His why was, my allegiance is decided. 
I've already decided to follow him, no turning back. I am his first and foremost, and so I will devote my life and give myself to him. We've got to get a good why. 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. We're in February. That means 80% of things that you've probably set as desires may have already not worked out. In fact, only 8% make it to the end of the year. The reason being, they are simply desires, not devotions. Devotion makes all the difference. A devoted person to a cause will make a difference. A devoted person with a clear understanding of why will be the one that lives a consistent routine. It's not willpower, but why power. <laughs> when you know your why, you'll find your way. You want to get closer to God? What's your why? I'm sick of distraction. I'm sick of the devil distracting me from it. I am going to serve him. You've got to get a devoted why. You want a better marriage? Yeah, I'm just not, you know, oh, yeah, I want a happy life. No, no, what's a real why? I want to honor my vows. I want to be a great example to my children. And I want to leave a legacy for my family. Now, there's a why to get behind. I want financial stability. Why? Well, I must save up for a better car. No, no, I want financial stability because I want margin in my life to distress my world and be able to be generous. That's it. I want a devoted why, something that makes a difference. I want to quit a bad habit. Oh, I've tried so many times. Or, yeah, I'm told it would be better for me. No, no. Today, generational curse comes off my life. There's a why for you to get behind. There's a devotion to put your energies into. So is there something today you need to quit doing? Something you need to stop watching? Something you need to stop thinking? Or something you need to start doing? Think about the why Allow a devotion to something significant to catch your heart, and you will find consistency will be a lot easier. Okay, so we need to know what our why is. We need to start with why. Second thing that we need to do is have grace to fail, because being consistent is not the same as being perfect. Okay, let's look at Daniel, Daniel again. We're told he prayed three times a day. Now, you cannot tell me that there wasn't a day where he didn't miss one of those three. He was human, just like you and I. There would have been days where King Darius went, hey, Daniel, need you to stay after work a little longer to finish this project. Or there would have been days where he was trying to get home for his third prayer moment, and the traffic was bad, like camel nose to camel butt, as far as the eye could see, or just use your imagination here a minute. Traffic was bad, and he's held up. He misses one of his prayer moments. Or maybe a late night last night watching uh, a movie and eating too much pitta and hummus and been on the toilet in the night and can't get up in the morning, misses a prayer moment. we got to have grace to fail. One of the things that stops consistency is that all or nothing men you see, if you go at something with an all or nothing and you fail, you will quit. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't do that thing. I'm a failure. How am I going to make it work? So you just give yourself room to fail. Give yourself some grace 
not to achieve it. So, prayer life. Keep your prayer routine simple and manageable. If you miss one day, don't miss two. Give yourself grace to fail, but don't quit. Just don't quit. You know, I do a little bit of running. I'm not a runner. I know people who are runners, and I know that I'm not that. A runner who is, uh, has a certain uh, movement to them, I don't necessarily have that. They have a certain routine they do. I don't necessarily have that. But anyway, look, just bear with me. I do a little running. What is the hardest part of running? You may ask yourself. The answer is it's getting dressed. Getting dressed to run. Once you're dressed, you're going to go and run. The reason being is most people don't get started. That's the problem with any habit is we just don't get started. How do you run five kilometers? Five kilometers is simply one kilometer done consistently. You run one kilometer consistently, you will be able to run five kilometers and so on and so on. Just get started and don't quit. Give yourself some grace. When Lisby and I were learning to pray together, it, it, we found it a bit of a struggle. We had good personal devotional lives, good prayer lives that were consistent and daily and but to pray together was inconsistent and it wasn't always easy. We were finding our way to the way that each of us prayed differently and, and so on. And the only way we've been able to make it work consistently is to put it into our agendas. And so it being in there makes us do it. It, it sets a, a routine. It puts it into place. Find a way so that you will not quit. But don't be too hard on yourself when you don't actually make it happen. Don't have that all or nothing mentality. Just give yourself a little bit of breathing space and a little bit of grace. The illusion of perfection can haunt you. It keeps you from getting started. And finally, fall in love with the process fall in love with the process. You start with why. You give yourself grace to fail, but don't quit. And fall in love with the process. When I started working out, now this, I'm, this is a second analogy of, uh, of, of sport, which makes it sound like I'm a sports freak, but, and you're probably going, you're not doing very well, Steve. But anyway, let me just use this workout analogy. When I started working out, my why was that I loved that feeling of being ready and having uh, oxygen pumping through my blood system and being as alive in the evening as I was first thing in the morning with the sort of work I do. There may be times I'm having to give my all in the morning, like right now. And there may be times where I'm in a meeting in an evening having to give my all. And I wanted to be as fresh at nine at night as I was at nine in the morning. And it was just a it was just great to discover that exercise could help me with that. But you know what? It wasn't just that, having that why nail. It was the fact I then had to find a process, something I enjoyed doing because the why wasn't enough if I wasn't enjoying the journey. And so I started to discover certain sport and certain activities and certain routines that really worked for me uh, as I, I did them. And so I now enjoyed the process. One of the biggest make, mistakes we make is we make the goal everything. 
It's like we're obsessed about the goal. I've got to lose the 10 kilograms. I've got to pay off my whole debt. I've got to read the whole Bible. These are great goals, but if we get obsessed with achieving the goal, that sense of the, the big goal out there won't uh, inspire us to remain consistent. We've got to break it down on an everyday basis. So, for example, you want to pay off your whole debt? Start focusing on that. Start enjoying the 50 euros you're paying out every month that's reducing your debt. Enjoy the process. You want to lose 10 kilograms? Just work out something you enjoy doing that, and, and things you enjoy eating that are healthy that will create that outcome. Rather than thinking about reading the whole Bible, get a plan that will help you do that and enjoy the reading you're reading today. Enjoy those few verses. Get something out of it. Hear God through it so that in it, you're compelled to do it. Let's not get obsessed about the goal, but let's enjoy the process. Daniel wasn't trying. This is really important. Daniel wasn't trying to get promoted. Daniel was simply consistent in his character. He loved the feeling of being a person of integrity. It just fulfilled him. It satisfied him somehow to be a godly person. He didn't just do prayer three times a day because it was just some consistent routine. He loved being in the presence of God. He loved that exercise of trusting God. He loved the atmosphere of what it was to worship Him. He loved the process. When you and I allow our hearts to get captivated by God Himself, when you and I allow the presence of God to captivate our imagination, to excite our hearts, to allow joy to fill our hearts, consistency becomes a whole lot easier because you're enjoying the process. Enjoy the walk three times a week. Enjoy the extra 50 euros you're paying off of your debt. Enjoy reading God's Word. And let's trust Him with the outcome. I'm going to draw this to a close. But what I'm trying to say is this. Successful people are more concerned about honoring God today than a potential outcome tomorrow. Let's work on today with our devotion to our why. Let's work on today being gracious if we fail, to pick ourselves back up again and not quit and keep going. Let's be successful today by honoring our ability to trust God in the moment and love his process. Daniel 6.23 says this, the king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den and when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. Church, I'm telling you today, let's trust God in this process of consistency. That a move of God will happen in your life as you become consistent in the things of God that will change your world. I'm going to hand back over right now and I want you to be thinking already, what is that thing I need to be consistent in today? And I would urge you to make sure your spiritual life is right up there as one of those things. As you devote yourself to being a person of God, as you devote yourself to being in a service every week, as you devote yourself 
to being in a group every time it meets, as you devote yourself to daily prayer and reading of scripture, because you are devoting yourself to Jesus before all things and above all things, I'm telling you, the consistency of those routines will cause an outcome that you've been dreaming of and wanting of, but it just simply takes the consistency to do that. Group leaders, as you are consistent in meeting, as you're consistent in discipling, as you're consistent in praying for the people in your group, as you are consistent, you're going to see fruit multiplying in those groups. Teams, as you get together and you be consistent in loving people as they come into a service and whatever you're doing, as you're consistent in ministering, as you're consistent in turning up, I'm telling you, we can have a revolution. I know it sounds so basic, but there is power in it. If it's good enough for Jesus, good enough for Daniel, that secret sauce will work for you and I also. God bless you. Als we positief applaus geven, geweldig. Ken positief. Monique en ik kennen hem en zijn vrouw, ik denk 18 jaar nu. So Pastor Monique and myself have known Pastor Stephen Lewis before 18 years. En ik zou zeggen dat dit onderwerp consistentie and this subject, consistency, een van de onderwerpen is die heeft gemaakt de persoon die vandaag is. Is one of the things that has made him the person he is today. En ook de kerk die wij vandaag hier zijn als C3 Imagine. And also the church we are here as C3 Imagine. En vandaag wilde hij ons bekrachtigen met de sleutels van hoe je consistent kan zijn but, en wat het kan brengen. But he wants to empower us with some keys to to be consistent. Start met je waarom. So start with why. Waarom wil jij consistent zijn in de dingen die jij doet? Why do you want to be consistent in the things that you do? Maar tegelijkertijd, je weet ook dat als je eenmaal bezig bent. At the same time, once you've started. En wanneer het een beetje begint tegen te staan. So when when there's some something working against it. Wanneer het vlees begint tegen te werken. You know, when you know, when your flesh is working against it. Dan roept Pastor Steve ons op om juist het proces te omarmen. So Pastor Steve asks calls us to to embrace the process. Is dat we zeggen van weet je wat wij vechten het goede gevecht van geloof. To say you know what I'm fighting the good the good fight of faith. Ik weet wat goed voor mij is. I know what's good for myself. Ik weet wat goed voelt. I know what feels good. Laat ik nu over mijzelf heen stappen. Let's just step over myself. Om vervolgens te gaan zien dat plan wat God in mijn leven heeft. See what the plan that God has for my life. Maar neem de stap. But take the step. En vandaag wat ik wil doen. What I want to do today. Is dat ik voel me ik voel me geroepen voor God om constant in mijn leven gewoon stappen te maken voor Hem. I feel called by God to, to keep on taking steps for Him. Wanneer ik een, een grotere kerklocatie zou willen zien. So when I want to see a, a bigger church location. Wanneer ik meer zou willen zien in de levens van mijn kinderen. I want to see more in my, the lives of my kids. Wanneer ik meer zou willen zien in mijn werk wat ik doe. So I want to see more in the work that I do. Dan zal ik meer van God in mijn leven moeten gaan betrekken. Then I need more of God in my life. Ik wil een grotere capaciteit in mezelf moeten gaan vinden. I want a bigger capacity from in myself. En dat begint met het met consistentie. And that starts with consistency. So ik wil je vragen om je ogen te sluiten. So I want to ask you to close your eyes. Omdat ik jou wil vragen om ook een dergelijke stap te maken. Because I want to ask you also to take this step. Is dat ik jou wil vragen als jij een nieuwe stap in je geloofsreis met God wil maken. So Thank you for listening today. I want to take a few more moments of your time because it may be today you realize 
that you need to get your relationship right with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never asked him into your life before. Or maybe for some reason you've been you've been moving away from him. And today I want to invite you to come back to him. Or it may be that you're just not sure you're going to heaven. And so I want to lead you in a prayer right now. And I would really love for you to say this prayer with me. And then straight after this prayer, I would love you to do something for me. But hey, let's pray right now. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away from my past and I give you my life. Come and live in me. I thank you that today I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer, today the Holy Spirit has done something in your life. And so I want you to tell us about it. I want you to email info at c3amsterdam.nl and let us know you've made this decision and let us have your address because I'd love to send you a book that will help you make this decision really strong and become a follower of Jesus. And we'll also be able to help you get planted in a church near you. God bless you.